some serious business to get down to and i know that this is going to come out after we have to record this but this is just a on-air plea i suppose to miss love who is torn between his two loves in life <laughs> his passion for music and his passion for trying jelly deal <laughs> and I can't we decide. really don't know which one he's going to win because yeah. he's, he's really in a conflict here um this is my this is the soul is torn in twain yeah Sting understands. It's Why are we? <laughs> we did like an entire up late on Sting last time. Yeah, we're going to do it this Sting it month. Again. Sting month. God, is this going to be the new Rocco? We're going through yeah. all the classics. <laughs> <laughs> Just for all those listening, I did my bit. I protested. Yeah, and then as soon as the music started, you sh- you even said it. He was just like... <laughs> Man, you're making me pretty emotional, man. It's true. Because <laughs> he does have, like, the he has a voice of an angel. He does. Yeah. A he middle-aged is. angel. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Oversexed middle-aged angel. <laughs> yes. An angel that wears slacks and vests. But don't you think that that man probably isn't oversexed? He's probably had sex with one woman his entire life. He's like, that's my wife. Well, yeah, he's he's apparently like a real one woman guy. But he's he got also a wife and he sounds like a one. The wife ain't even that good looking. But also, yeah. yeah. But he's also known as like the tantric sex god of Newcastle. <laughs> is, is he from Newcastle? <laughs> yeah, he wouldn't oh, know it. Cool, he wouldn't know it. But he doesn't speak like he does. He's, he's a chav. He, he was he's from Newcastle, but it's like when you ask him where he's from, he'd be like Earth. Like he doesn't sound like he. <laughs> he sounds like and he's, he's right. He sounds like he's well, from Mars. The he's wankiest a, answer ever. Yeah, he's a wanker. Yeah, he's a wanker. He's a wanker. But like you know, like but he's, he, our wanker. he's He's our wanker. And it, yeah, and he, he's not like he doesn't have an. He, his accent is Earth. He's just a little bit of every accent on Earth. Um. Yeah, my tummy hurts. What were you gonna say? I. And this is your fault because you started singing. Along to Sting. You remember when you could buy an eel <laughs> for one quid pound and fifty? Monks <laughs> at East Enders, where is our parsley? It's getting short down by Thatcher's regulations. <laughs> Punchons at the pub, where's my liquor, love? <laughs> Among <laughs> the bricks of the East End. <laughs> None of this, Nancy boy, plays for me or me mates. We just want to watch us know. <laughs> <laughs> Among the fields of parsley. It's so good. See, it's so good. And look, this is what I'm saying. You can marry your two loves in life, music and jelly deals, by making a cover of Sting's Fields of Gold, making it Fields of Ale. <laughs> <laughs> what has Joke Corp become? This is so retarded. <laughs> this is just like I'm in. I'm on board. I'm into it. 
But fuck me, this is getting ob- obtuse. <laughs> it is true, it is true. But up your po- uh, Patreon if you think that that is what Miss Love should be doing tomorrow. I mean, That's look, right. sometimes duty comes above calling. And this is, it's a marriage of duty and calling. I love this. You have to sit there and play acoustic guitar and I'll even do it. I will buy some dry ice and I'll get my like a blonde wig to make you look like Sting and Fragile. I'll buy a pirate shirt at that discount costume shop that's just down the road. Yeah, you you just want to fill me with the little sunglasses going, yes, yes, I do. What Can you make a song about like how eels were there in the Thames and now they're gone? Yeah. Thames, Thames. Thames, Thames. Thames. Yeah, I can do that. But what is your major malfunction? I love that you want to do this, but it's bizarre. You you, you understand how bizarre this is. Yeah. Any, I, um, any, even like jackass would be like, it's a waste of time, man. Like, it's so cool. Yeah, that you're I don't know, man. Like, this is a bit extreme. Yeah, put the eel up my ass. Uh, <laughs> We're wait, wait, hold valuable on, hold eel up. ass. Time. Electric eel up my ass. <laughs> yes. But, but are you, I bet you Steve-O's done that. But, uh, no one was filming. But are you, uh, <laughs> but are you, let me get this straight. Are you discouraging me from working on my originals? Abandon that and just put my, put the one day I have to do music into recording a cover of Fields of Eel. Oh yeah, fields of parsley. You can say, look, you're the maestro. You can come up with the lyrics. I'll give yeah, you, you that. Come up with the goods, man. Like fields of parsley. Fields but of you're eels. not staying at your free mum's house and having sex with one of the many Tinder squeezes that you have on offer. Yes. You're going back to the rat's nest. Not my life. Uh, the rat that lives next door to you will just come and hand you. I'm assuming the guitar. In fact, actually, he's probably just playing it on the couch and you're just going to have to walk in and be like, dude, can I borrow that? Just so, just shaking me and I'm just recording. Can, can you come back to you tomorrow? No, 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 I actually do need it now. All right, all right. Can I use one of your electric guitars? Absolutely not. Well, I tried. Oh. <laughs> you know what's scary? My li- That's pretty accurate to what my life is. Why do you hate your new setup that much? What are you, what are you missing? There? No, no, I don't hate my new setup. I, uh, I really... Dude, I'll, I'll stay it. I'll, I'll, I'll put it, you know, I'll, get, I'll say it in Sting's voice because it's something Sting it's would say. It's the only way you can understand. And it is the only way you can really understand the point I'm trying to make. I'm a solitary man, Ali. I realized that the second I walked into Jordan's editor's room in King's Cross and realized 250 is not bad. Yeah, it's not bad. And Especially uh, when I'm playing $200 a week. To hang around some Spanish cunt that's really nervous. <laughs> <laughs> As if that is worth a $50 discount. You'd have to pay me $200 to hang around with him for like 10 minutes. <laughs> You've been there for like 10 weeks. Wait, a, you've got a Spanish housemate? No, look, let's, uh, we're not, we're not, we're not As going. As if he keeps listening to the <laughs> up late edition. Yeah, you're right. There's no way that that there man has the way. money to pay for this. <laughs> no, he doesn't way. have $3 a week. <laughs> Look, he's poorer than the rat. Let's be honest. <laughs> I bet you the rat. <laughs> I bet you he owes the rat money. That's why the rat comes out every now and then. He wants his money. He wants his juice. You know what's really funny about the rat? <laughs> I've bought on two occasions now rat poison. Why are you trying to kill your house, man? 
It's murder. Still unsuccessful. But this is yeah, not thing, satisfied right? with killing I've, an eel. Eh? I now you need to move on to something more that resembles a human. That's right. And like, it's really weird because I dropped, I dropped like the bags off, and it's like, and it's like, do that. It says do that two to four times, and the bags, you know, they're paper, and it's like, oh, don't worry, they'll eat through it. But like, the, the, there wasn't a smidgen of evidence left. So either. There's so many possibilities. It's annoying me. It's like Either the rat ate it or the Spanish, Spanish man ate it. Yeah. <laughs> well, he listen. ate it because it saved you money on Aldi carrots. <laughs> okay, listen, well, it was since Corona, they've stopped giving out uh, samples. No, it was... Uh, yeah. it was uh, Job seekers, not as much. It was, uh, it's either going to be that the rat is like dead, it's an option, or the rat is so big, which it is, that he's had that as a taste. And he's just like... It's not gonna do me, and it's not. I need to buy it like four more times, which is very possible. Or as soon as I put that shit in there, some like person on the street, some lady that's like, I work on the council, sees it in there. She's like, Oh no, rubbish! I'll just steal that out, and I don't know which one it is, and it's killing me. Yeah, there probably is just a dead council lady outside your house. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, there's a win-win solution for you. Get your Spanish housemate to eat the rat. Well, yes, how do you, finally. But how do you? Someone uses their brain. But how do I catch it? You don't have to catch it. Just tell him that there tell is food exists, in the yeah. building. Okay. What else does he do with his life? His fucking <laughs> online course that he does part time. That man has ample amounts of time. You he will wrong. sit out the front just all day, just waiting for it to come out. He's just like, yeah, got your whiskers. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, but the point is, like, I don't know. I think that, like, I think that. I'm like staying a solitary man. I don't know. I yeah, don't know. fair enough. Do you Look, guys think you're man? Ali understands the point of the solitary man. You guys, you guys can understand this, right? Correct me if I'm wrong. Getting I think every man is a solitary man. Yeah, I, I, you, and Miss Love, you would have been the that last is the dumbest quote in human history. JFK saying, "No man is an island." It should have been, "Every man is an island." Yeah, <laughs> that's true. No, he said, "No man is an island." Yeah, every no, yeah. He's dude. He, he's only saying that because it's like. I'm only saying that because I got to plow Marilyn Monroe and I can tell you, once you've had her, no man's an island. You know, I think that's what it was. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Uh, uh, rump was extra thick and tender. <laughs> what's, what's her real name again? Norma Jean. You can come over uh, any time. Uh, <laughs> Norm McDonald. Um, but was her you, name was Norm McDonald. Norma Jean, man. Norm McDonald. <laughs> Uh, Norm from Jordan, I wanted to discuss something with you, and this is wait, wait. Let me make my oh point yes, first. Oh, yeah, make your point. I never thought this was. Uh, I'm, I'm, I've come to some and pod <laughs> listeners. This is a profound point. That I know none of you have ever thought up of. No one at this table has ever thought of it. I'm the first ever that's ever thought of this. Only Sting. It was possibly Sting before this Sting in me. You're more productive, and I'd say even creative when you live alone. Just make sure you don't have meth around because you will become unproductive. And let's be honest, you think you're thinking of moving to King's Cross. <laughs> yeah, but I'm not going to do meth. But mull on that. I don't that. think you can't not. Not <laughs> now. Now it's just all fucking crown casino. Dude, as soon as you walk out, our friend who shall not remain named, when he was blowing meth into your face, that'll just be everyone when you walk into Coles there. You seem sad, love. Mm, yeah, but they'll be less forceful, so it'll be a, a Hawaii for me. Right, right. Yeah. All right, I can see that that is probably worth $50 more a month, getting me blown in your face. 
seems like a better alternative than living in Newtown. That's not what yeah, fair enough. I think <laughs> I agree with that. But anyway, what do you think of that profound point? No, I f- fair enough. Look, dude, if you if I for some reason thought that you are not the solitary kind, but if that's your stick, then welcome to the good side. Uh, well, I don't. Hey, know. Ali, do you think the reason that you're a solitary man? I was discussing this with Neil because actually, Miss, something yeah. that you said to me uh-huh. was not a waste of time, and. <sighs> I was sitting around uh, eating noodles with you, which is that that is Miss Love's church. That is a spiritual <laughs> experience in life. You, you're a con man. You shouldn't have a cross around your neck. It should just be a bowl of ramen. <laughs> I have a con man. Where's my no life till ramen hat? <laughs> Fuck. Yeah, you're right. He's right. Um, I'm a sham. And. Uh, yeah, he was sitting around and then he just said, I don't even know if you remember this. He said to me, you know how some people have an internal dialogue and some people don't? And then because I have an internal dialogue, I wasn't paying attention to what he was saying. <laughs> and I was just sitting there As being usual. like, mm, fucking crikey, I'll fix their wagon. Yeah. And then and then I just tuned out. And then as I normally do, which is the pattern that Miss Love despises of mine, when I was just like, yeah. Five minutes later, I come yeah. back and I was just like, what? No internal dialogue. <laughs> <laughs> I do despise it, but I mean, only when I'm fucking telling you something, you know, otherwise it's fine, but yeah. <laughs> well, that would be the time that it would be. Yes. yes. <laughs> Other than that, internal dialogue is pretty... Well, Miss Love... <laughs> it doesn't really affect anyone's life. Well, Miss Love has that thing that he says, he's like, blink if you're still alive. What do you mean? You say, you say that all the time, right? Do yeah, I? You know how, like, yeah, when you yeah. face yeah, out, yeah, yeah, yeah. just, like, blink if you're still alive. Yeah, because, like, it, it is amazing, though. I'll be saying something, and then he'll just be like, hmm? It's like, I've never known Dude, anyone you know what's weird? to be it's, that heady. It, it happens way more with Jordan than it used to back in the day. Jordan yeah. didn't have that it's shit It's because his life now is sort of yeah. just, like, this hamster wheel of, like, I'm put out videos, another video. And if I'm not yeah. putting out videos, I'm thinking about videos. Always thinking about videos. Oh, I'm watching a movie, am I? Ghost in the Shell. Wait, if I squint, it's called Ghost in the Video. Oh, fuck. <laughs> yes, yeah, I suppose, yeah, yeah. could I do Ghost in the Shell? Yeah, maybe I could be the Ghost in the, uh, ghost in the Crikey. And then I'll just, well, uh, I'll fucking go to Barilaro's house and egg it, and I'll call it Ghost in the Egg. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't care about the critical reception of this movie. How many subscribers does it have? <laughs> Inside. But you know what? That's why it's killing it. But I, that's why I would argue that, you know, you should go to the Bahamas more and go see Skip more, you know? And yeah, do more drugs. Yeah, you should yeah, do more yeah. drugs, look, too. Look, no, it, when no, Skip no, drugs there, you're... would be good for Jordan. No, but shrooms this is the whole every, thing. A weekly shroom... He should have shrooms every week. You know no, what I realised? I made this Joe more Rogan specific podcast. point. It's not. Yes, it is. But I think that Ali would have the same experience on shrooms that I did which is just his internal dialogue gets a little louder. You know what the shrooms is? What happens when you have internal dialogue is the shroom becomes a psychologist that just sits there and then your internal dialogue is just going like, Sydney Morning Herald, Sydney Morning Herald isn't as good as everyone thinks it is. I need to tell you from Sydney Morning Herald. And then the shroom is just sitting there being like, yeah, yeah, heavy. How does that make you feel? It makes me feel angry. Like that's what happens when you're on shrooms, when you have an internal dialogue. Right. But Miss Love, as we discovered throughout the week is pretty much don't you don't you agree with this Ali? He's he's fry from Futurama. He's fry from Futurama. <laughs> it's accurate. I was watching yeah, Futurama yeah. in the gym and I was like, it is me. It, honestly, you're right. Do you know there's like a Muslim concept that talks about exactly that? It's called istikhara. Uh, so except that you don't have shrooms. When you have like a it means you takia. are fry. I'm you joking. are fry. It I'm means joking, like I'm when joking. you when you've got like a question of like, oh what what do I need to do about this? then what you do is basically put yourself in a trance. You, like, pray to Allah. Allah! And, uh, 
and then you that's like, uh, sick and then and what that's you cool like you, you just would you, get, you meditate and then you like fall asleep and the that the, is cool, the deal is that like if you prayed hard enough <laughs> then you will get a dream and that dream will answer your question I like dude that. i don't doubt the science of that at all yeah. <laughs> i think that's exactly no, I what agree. it's like you pr- you what's the word i'm looking for i'm telling you Pray. dude no 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 where you manifest you manifest your reality yeah you know, sometimes you need to do I mean, or, Dude, or it's I'm God. Like, it could be God, you know. Allah exists. He definitely does. If Allah didn't exist, there would be no Pakistan. It was just 200 million <laughs> You know, Indians. Allah just means God. Huh? Or do you think it's a God? Or do you think it's a guy with a, like, a pirate on a horse? I think that is God, right? Pirate on a horse. <laughs> wasn't that, wasn't Allah, and oh, that's Muhammad. Fuck, I'm no. way off, I'm way uh, off. My bad. Allah my is bad. just supposed to be Damn. like a, like light, energy. He's yeah, not yeah, supposed my bad, to have my bad. Oh, really? So he's not supposed to have a beard and shit? No, no, that's, no, that's he's Muhammad. Just, he's just, I, I, I they call it, they say that he's made of uh, Noor. Noor is so the curry uh, say? energy, which is 1,000 times stronger than light. Yeah. Is the fucking thing that, that he's made of. I'm telling you, man, out of all of the religions... Islam is the best one. Who saw that? <laughs> who saw that coming? Eh, a man that likes very fringe, radical ideas Ish- appeals to Islam. Oh, not radical. Thought? He doesn't believe in the Pentagon bombing. He only believes in the World Trade Center. Yeah, like Jesus, just give me. He's a moderate. Give him a week. <laughs> yeah, that's right. He thinks he thinks terrorism is only sometimes often justified. Dude, that's what yeah. like, everyone thinks, though. Dude. Suicide well, bombings, uh, he, he, apparently. You know, like, yeah. uh, well, Americans do. The founding fathers. Black Lives Matter or the Capitol Storms. Well, like right. even the, uh, you know, the founding fathers were labeled terrorists because they true, were fighting against... True, true. So and they were. So they <laughs> believe... So every every state was at some fucking point terrorist. Fucking join uh, Al-Qaeda already. Man, you come back to this podcast in a year and when we're filming the Twitch stream, I will be in a mufti dress with one of those beards <laughs> and, and like I'll just be sitting there in Islam brothers, just brothers. being like, CCP, Allah is pleased to be to CCP. Yeah, that that like will that. be there. Okay, brothers, today chapter 12. And then Ali will just be sitting there being like, your views don't make me uncomfortable, but the mufti dress does. It's a little too flowy. <laughs> uh-huh. I, 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 I didn't escape my country to like hang out with the same guy. <laughs> I know. And to see I'll essentially be, an extended kilt. And I'll be the I'll be the this. jellied eel guy. So really, no different to London. Am I right? This day. Yeah, no different to London. <laughs> oh, and no different to the pod now. As well, it's just the same pod. <laughs> it is the fucking same. <laughs> anyway, is your point? Is the point you're trying to make that I don't have an inner dialogue? Yes. Yes, I don't have an inner dialogue. He is just, you Some know, that Fry episode where uh, Niblet, Leela's little pet, they find out that it's actually a super intelligent being. Yeah, and he's like just that explaining one. that Fry is the key to the universe by saying that, like, everything in the universe that is living emits gamma rays, plants, animals, humans, aliens. The only thing in the universe that doesn't is Fry. Stephen Fry? No, just Fry from his future. <laughs> no, Fry from Futurama. Oh, <laughs> I'm still sticking to Stephen Fry. <laughs> probably Stephen actually. Stephen Fry. Uh, probably in real life. It's either that or Mislav. It's one of the two. Yeah. Someone has to not admit gamma rays. But they. And but yeah, sorry. Uh, yeah. It just made me realize that is why when you were high on mushrooms, you couldn't handle reality. And so you needed to watch documentaries about El Chapo yeah. or whatever you were watching. The Scarface. There's a documentary about El Chapo. You don't, you don't talk to yourself at all? No. Are you serious? They only discovered it recently. They did some like, re- like some study that was like, 
Science has just found out that some people don't, uh, a certain percentage of people don't have an inner dialogue. Wait, so what do you, what, when you're by yourself, what happens? I just drink, I just think of shit. But I don't, but you're thinking no of shit. That's dialogue. Right? There's no words. Right. Wait, well, That's what not are you thinking dialogue. of? Just stuff. Oh, you're not mouthing it? Is that what you're saying? No. That you're not like, you know, when Jordan no, is like talking no, to himself? No, I literally don't have sentences. Like it's just abstract thoughts. Just dreams. Are you like I dream? Fuck? I dream as I'm. I didn't awake. know that was a mm. thing. I thought like that's not a human trait. Yeah, that is. I apparently. thought everyone talks to themselves. Like some people do it more obviously than others. Do you speak in Urdu or do you speak in English? And you're you in know, dialogue. Funnily enough, I was asked this question recently. I used to speak in Urdu, but man, it's really mixed now. Mm. And and that's as, as much as like that's I sick. You're basically two's mum. Yeah, <laughs> and like and and more and more that as life is progressing. English. It's like more English. Like yeah. I think it's like seventy percent English, thirty percent Urdu now, which is fucked. Why? I don't know. It's normal. It's what you just you like practice. you start speaking in. I'm really comfortable in speaking in English. So yeah, like yeah, it's, yeah. it's 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 not like I'm you know like how some people that are bilingual they're almost like translating shit in their head. I'm genuinely just maybe yeah. I don't know. I don't know. It's happening more and more in English now. Okay, well. Yeah, I think that that is like a massive reason I understand why you and I like to be alone. And it suddenly hit me. It's because, dude, I don't need other people. Like, I'm just constantly, there's someone else in my head all the time. So it's just tiring talking to other people because you know what happens when you're talking? It it actually doesn't. That's why I really like the pod and will continue it despite the ever-present risk of being (laughs) cancelled. But... (laughs) I will continue it yeah, because it's pretty much one of the only times where the dialogue kind of just like stops. Right. (coughs) But other than that, I think that that is a massive reason why I don't like hanging around other people because, and the other thing is like people are always saying to me that, you know, you're not listening. Mm. But dude, it's hard to listen to two conversations at once. Fair enough. So weird. <laughs> I, Holy I, shit. Are you saying you're schizophrenic? Um, I think that's what anyone no, who has no, an inner no, dialogue saying, is saying. I, they, they, I, they are schizophrenic. And like, I, I people, like, I remember when I was some, like, initially my brothers and like some friends would say, Why are you by yourself? Don't you get bored? And like, my response was like, No, I love me. I love my, like, I love the guy that lives in there. Like, I, we have really interesting conversations. Yeah. Yeah. I don't even have a guy. No fear. But you know what? That's why you are very imaginative. Right. And when you speak, you come up with visuals very quickly. Mm. It's because at the forefront of your mind is just visuals. Yeah. Just tripping. And what you were saying is just uh, you walk through life in a dream. Yeah. Which is why you don't need mushrooms. And that's yeah. why when you were high, because really, yeah. when I was having mushrooms, I was having a micro dose, but you were just like having another dose of shrooms yeah. on your own right. mind anyway. Yeah, because I was tripping and I was just, and like to the point where I was just like, uh, uh, like freaking out. And then when you had acid, that's why I'm very, very confident that you would have had the same high because you did have the same high when you were on acid. You were just looking at a shed going, man, what's the point of that yeah, shit? What's the point of anything? I think that's like a dumb thing because that's like one of those uh, hipster existential things, but that's what I went through. I was just like, what's the point of life kind of thing? Yeah, and it's because if you have an internal dialogue, I think that the amount of drugs that you should be taking is microdose. Mm. 
You should only be having a little bit. Really? You don't need the voice turned up. You just need <laughs> to observe the voice. Yeah, you need to observe. Right, that's what happens. Yeah. True. So the voice turns up when you took sh- when you take shrooms. Not to me. Oh. I'm saying that when I was taking shrooms, I was just realizing, hang on, this thing is constantly talking in my head and saying like, you know, think about this, have this. Th- that was all the time. Huh? Stressful having. Yeah, it's stressful. But I also think that that is the difference between, that is why you are more present than we are. But that's probably also why you yeah, achieved things in your life. It, th- I was trying to leave that out, but yes. <laughs> I don't. Are you saying that? Well, I, I only just discovered that there is a person that doesn't have that. I thought there was just it's levels. Only a rec- it's only a but obviously, discovery. if it was anyone, it was going to be Fry does not. Fry yeah, does not. Yeah, but. But you can so see it. And you know what else as well? I was talking to Tong. And Tong was saying, Tom I said, do you have in the dialogue? And she was saying, this is so her personality. Mm, sometimes. So she kind of just goes in and out of just having thoughts right. and then ha- having someone speak. Jesus. So that also exists as well. In my mind, it's just constant talking. And I think another thing is you fall asleep like that. Yeah, I do. And you're always like, wow, what a nice sleep. And I always just That's wake true. up with just like, I haven't gone to sleep. It's just yeah. that SpongeBob <laughs> episode where Squidward's an insomniac. Just been like, <laughs> and you just look at him, his eyes are like bloodshot. Yeah. That's me. Why is that? Because you. <clears throat> because it just doesn't shut up. Mm. I am sitting in bed, lying in bed, and I will just be sitting there, just constantly being there, being like, mm, jelly deal, need to make a, a jelly deal sting <laughs> remix. And then, <laughs> and then I'll like I'll go to bed at twelve, and then I'll look at the clock, and it's three a.m. I've just right. been talking to myself for three hours. That's it's just like it's an obsessive personality. You're right; it is good for success because yeah. if you get focused on yeah, it's uh, great for success. a productive thing, you just go insane. Absolutely, no, no it's but good. It's like you push it till the end. Whereas, but there are yeah. d- disadvantages to it, dude. Like Can't you just sleep. age quicker than other people. You're constantly yeah. just thinking about shit. Yeah, you're not having good night's sleep, so you wake up kind of groggy. Yeah. You don't have an option, but you have an incredible work ethic, so you just fucking soldier on, and you keep working, even though technically you should have had a nap sometime tonight. Mm. And then you go back to sleep again, and then you still... It's, I feel like it's a blessing, yourself, and it's a curse. Blessing is, yeah, okay, you're more likely to succeed. The curse is, your life is kind of shit, because you're yeah. only just focused on bullshit yeah. all the time. Yeah, you nailed it, actually. <coughs> well, that's you, Ali, I reckon. That's It's that same thing of both of us. God, I'm sure... The up late listeners are sick of this, but Deep we have testosterone brains. Uh-huh. And I think that testosterone brains, because I was talking to Neil about it and I was saying, what does your internal dialogue talk about? And then he was just like, yeah, I'll be honest, man. While you're speaking, I'm just sitting there being like, how much time do we have? What do I need to do after Shit. this? Uh, I need to get onto like the questions. And that is a serotonin brain. That is the brain of a builder. It's just everything is regimented into That's plans. Yes, it is. Just That's a constant true. plan. That is a builder, you're Testosterone, right. Testosterone, like you and I, just thinks about one subject obsessively right. until it just gets to the bottom of that subject and then it just finds another fixation and then it just starts thinking about that. Is Chris constantly, constantly hungry for it. Yeah. He's got to be dopamine. Just the fact right. that he's always like, let's go in a sewer. Uh, yeah. Let's go egg Gladys Berejiklian's house. Well, true, I true. think that there are like true. other underlying factors over there too. <laughs> Um, well put. Well, put. But well, there's underlying factors to me as well. That's not like. As <laughs> but, I, think, I think Ali but, but is just a good example of internal that. dialogue of somebody that doesn't have also some kind of uh, mental disorder. <laughs> <laughs> no, 
Yeah, we all have. But like, disorder. it's it's not so easy being. Hey, I want to discuss. I know, I know. Look, I know this. This is like, but I really want to discuss this idea, and I don't want to. I didn't want to do it on the podcast. But okay, Jordan. So I've been reading this one book, and this is, yeah, this is this is this Milby. isn't just for the audience. This is generally I want to discuss this with yeah. you. I've been thinking about By this. Dave right? I was reading this uh, book um, <laughs> called um, Dave's Way: Climate Change in the Nation State. Um, basically, one of the things that like I was reading in it and made me think about rethink about every sort of political opinion that I had about climate change. Um, so that the guy was talking about. Um, you know those uh, fake islands that China is making and that the US and Australia are against? I know of them. They're in the South China Sea, they're making these fake islands. Blah, blah, blah. It's got nothing to do with that. But the one thing that he observed was, you know Just what's funny about these, China? these uh, islands? Mm. That in 80 years, they'll be all underwater. Mm. So really? you're just making and fighting over something ridiculous. And he was just talking about like the bigger look. He was saying like, okay, let's put ourselves 500 years from now when a historian is going to be looking at this time, what is he going to be talking about? Is he going to be talking about China buying an extra Navy ship? Is he going to be talking about the U.S. stock market crash? They'll be talking about that these morons didn't see the biggest mm. thing headed towards them, which was climate change. Now, so that's something that we already know, but this is not what I was rethinking. It was just exemplifying like how serious this problem is and how every other problem really dwarfs in front of it in the, in the grand scheme of things. But what I what he was talking about was that um, essentially the the general idea of how we deal with climate change is full flawed. Like most of the times, we look at climate change as tied to other social movements. He was saying that is the worst thing that we have done. Saying that climate change needs to be tied into national security. A conservative needs to feel as strongly about climate change as he feels about China invading them. Like you, yeah. and not only, and he's saying that there's, and this is what I started thinking, right? Th this is where I, I started thinking that we fucked this up from the get-go. Like, and I'm, I'm to blame on this as well. Like the Green New Deal. What's the Green New Deal about? Is it just about climate change? No, it's about a lot of social other programs. We're talking about fiscal stimuluses. We're involving, right? I'm not saying that those policies are wrong, but we've tied them together. If we keep doing that, climate change is never going to get fixed. What you need to do is like, usually when we talk about social reform, we've got a basket, right? We've got climate change, we've got income inequality, we've got um, uh, whatever. Cox. Cox, all of that shit, right? He's, my, I'm thinking that that's where the problem lies, that we're putting all of this shit into one basket. The right would do the same thing. They'd be like, uh, climate change is bad, tied with uh, uh, Christians are being, whatever their, their idea of it is. We usually end up, advocating yeah. shit in bulk as a strategy we need to fucking stop doing that climate change irrespective of what your opinion is is completely isolated mm. if you're bringing in the green new deal it has it needs to do nothing with social uh income inequality those are separate fights that fight in a different level climate change is just climate change because it is such a big issue that we and and then i started thinking and this is gonna like jordan is gonna appreciate this but and I'm, I'm, I've come to this conclusion. The greatest disservice to climate change in Australia has been the Greens. They fucked it. Yeah. Because, look, yeah, Greens was supposed... They were supposed to be a climate advocacy group. They were supposed... What they were... If, if it was smart enough, if we really took climate change seriously, they should have been the bridge between the Labour Party and the Liberal Party. 
saying like, look, we are one issue advocacy group. We don't care about anything else. I have opinions about other shit, but not in this situation. Climate change is a mutual issue for us. So the Greens should, instead of having their own political policies about refugees, well, that comes later. All they should be doing is labor, liberal, this is the one-point agenda. We'll er eradicate every other uh, social aspect of, or every other social policy from it. We're just going to stick to climate change and we're going to try to bring you together. On the other hand, what Greens has done is that they've made um, climate change into a really left-wing issue with, with other policies that are, irrespective of their good or bad, are alienating yeah. for most conservatives. They'll start talking about like how, I don't know, even small things like the, the date needs to be changed or that uh, whatever fucking... You, by doing that, they've ruined climate change. They've lumped it together and they've made it into a bipartisan issue. And we're getting played by the fucking... It's so obvious now. What we've done is by doing all of this shit, by tying in climate change to every other kind of social policy, we've given the coal lobby or the energy lobby to basically take conservatives in their wing. They're saying like, yeah, look how crazy these guys are. And they're also going and for climate change. And jet by a thousand cuts just in and the general population. And jet by a thousand cuts. You eliminate the, the, the association that climate change has to any other social political cohesion, all of a sudden, energy lobby gets crippled. What... Because, you know, like, and, and the case in point, back in the day, conservatives used to be pro-climate change. What happened somewhere along the line that it became a real left-wing issue and the right started hating it? We fucked it up. I take responsibility. I fucked it up. I started, like, we, I was talking about, like, how amazing the Green New Deal is. How not only do we solve climate change with it, but we solve in income inequality with it. We break the capitalist backbone. This is going to be the next big thing. It's like, as noble as that is, I'm making this world a worse place by doing this. What about just tying it like Joe Biden does? What? To something really, really standard and politician-y, just climate change equals jobs. <laughs> you, can, you can do that, but I honestly think that climate change needs to be just pitched as a security problem. It needs to be pitched just as like coronavirus was pitched. That look, this is a fucking- and That's what Joe's doing. Well, I hope he's able to be successful with it, but mm. the problem now is that it's become so controversial. You could have the point, whole, yeah. l like, it's become a, a partisan issue to a yeah. teeth. What, what Joe Biden is trying to do is, like, he's making it moderate. Yes. I'm saying it, fucking take it out of the political spectrum. This is an isolated issue on its own. It's, look, it, basically, like, let's say today, there was a massive earthquake that killed 10,000 people. You know what happens? That particular issue becomes isolated from every other thing. Everyone wants to fucking fix this. That's how we need to treat climate change. And resist the urge of putting on your personal opinions or uh, putting in other aspects of uh, politics into climate change. How the fuck would that work, though? It would be hard to do because it's an in, in, in its nature, it's political. Like, you can't get Greta Thunberg. No, but he's How right. No, no, no. He's if, right you know. that, and this is something that uh, you hear a lot of uh, politicians say as well. And they're kind of getting at what Ali's saying here, but they're constantly saying, I don't know how climate change got politicised. But this is the thing. I think he's right. But I also think he doesn't. I don't think. No, no, it's not like us personally, but I think. No, no, no. I think who politicised it was like the Minerals Council. Oh, yeah. Well, and the Koch brothers, yeah, they politicised it. They, like... But it's so... We've made it so convenient for them, too, if you think about it. Look yeah, at this the This is Greens the problem, party. isn't it? It's just, it's just so... 
You're damned if you do, damned if you do. They're all retards, so they're going to do it. Every environment, but it's not just the Greens. The Greens are particularly bad in Australia, but like every environmental party that's and you know what else as well? anywhere in the world is not just talking about environment. They're talking about a whole host of other Yeah, because you know why? Policies. You know why? It gets corrupted along the way. The Greens vote was consistently climbing. In fact, I remember a point where they were talking about it on Sunrise saying like, Fuck, if the Greens vote keeps rising like this uh, in, you know, 20, 30 years or something like that, they will be the opposition party. Mm. And that was because they were just under Bob Brown. They were just there for the environment. He talked about other shit and stuff like that, but yeah. not really. Like 99% yeah. of what he was talking about was the environment. And that's what that's what needed to happen. I fear it's too late for this Greens. Yeah. It's just, it's. I think this Greens is gone. They've not only done disservice to like it, it's. I don't think they did it purposely. No, they did. But they but definitely did. That, that was that, definitely that designed. ship has sailed. Greens, this current Greens will never be able to pay that sort of an advocacy role. The other thing that I was noticing about every environmental organization in the world that when they think about climate change and resolving climate change, they look at it in like really transnational level. They look at it as like the global community working together to solve this. Mm. That again does not work for conservatives. What you need to get like conservatives to, you need to like pressure your nation state because most conservatives are loyal to their nation state. Australians, Australian conservative is loyal to Australia. He doesn't care about what European Union thinks. He's like, similarly, a UK conservative is loyal to the UK. He doesn't know what European Union, America is saying. What we need to do is again, decouple this like, because what we're asking for too much. We're saying unless everyone gets on board, nothing's gonna happen. No, you pressure your nation state. Your nation state will solve it because that's the only authority you can appeal to and that's the only workable thing. You don't care about anything else. You care about, I live in Australia, Australian nation state should be protecting me from climate change because we face repercussions to it too. We, we, we need to stop, like, yeah, we need to stop thinking about like in, in global terms that the whole world is gonna come together. Yeah. My country will come together totally. and I will make them come together because I'm a democratic partner and I will vote to make a change. And I'm voting right. on climate change. I'm not voting on refugee policy. I'm not voting on uh, tax brackets, franking credits. I'm, this is an environmental thing exclusively. Mm. It's a cool idea. I think that's the only way out. Oh, I don't know what the fuck's gonna happen now. Cause you're right. And the thing is the Greens are kind of just locked off their 10% of the boat vote and they're just going to keep it. Right. And they're going to be a constant hindrance of getting the Labour Party into power. Uh. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I really don't know what would happen at that point. I, I think I know who has to carry the torch, boys. Shooters and fishes. Oh, okay. I was just going to say friendly Jimmy's. <laughs> nah, shooters and fishes. No, these clowns. They're a ray of light. They're definitely a ray the of light. The shooters and fishers I mean, are the are prime candidates to be able to, they might be able to do what Green fucked up. I mean, But the thing is, again, they have to play a political game when they're there and just yeah. be like, climate change? Yeah, it's always fucking changing. I'll just, just vote for every uh, climate reduction policy there. But you know yeah. why? Because it also helps our farmers. Yeah. That's why. You're right. It's inherently political because it's, yeah. it's like you have to change You need an narrative. advocacy group. You need to make what Greens was supposed to be. How do you make it's it? It's too late for that shit. And you know why? Yeah. Because 
I've talked about it before, but the Australian Democrats, when they collapsed, they all just were sunk and went into the Greens and corrupted the Greens and turned it into a political machine that they could manipulate. And that's why they started edging out your Bob Browns. Right. Creating factions, turning it into like a small major party, making maybe, it operate in the same way. Maybe the private sector could start it. Because like people like e- Elon Musk and should have like some making awards for like cunts that can take carbon out of the atmosphere. Like... Maybe the private sector could be like, because a private companies are bipartisan. So, uh, sorry, companies are like not political. They're 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 as partisan because like you've got okay Elon Musk that has a motive to like fix climate change, but then you've got like all these other fossil fuel companies that don't. I think the only way yeah. this can be done is again through our traditional means, which is politics. There, I, you can't ex- expect some fucking private entity to come and solve this for you. Yeah, true. I guess you you're right. need to have an accountable person. But you know what's sad? They're solving it in Australia. That's or they're at least the vanguard in Australia. What do you mean? Private companies are the ones that are lobbying the Liberal Party right. to be like, you have to do something about climate change. Right, right. Well, because they, it affects their bottom line. But what? <laughs> but it, again, like they're not going to be able to just fix it on their own. Like, there needs to be enough pressure from the ground and enough pressure cannot be partisan. Like, uh, uh, it needs to be bipartisan for it to be so severe that there's no other way for politicians to do but that. Do you that. think there is a party now that's like the climate change party? And then you're like, what do you think of immigration? We don't think anything of that. What do you think? That's what they need. Actually, if some party, the climate change party, and comes up and they're going the ABC and they ask, what about immigration? It's like, no opinion on it. Don't deal with it. We've got nothing to do with that. Dang. That's respectable for both. And it's going to win some conservative hearts. Yeah. Do you think? I think so. Maybe that's what you but should But like, uh, genuinely say Dave that. Matthews party. Do it. And just environment. And then when they're just like, what do you think of this? Nothing. What do you think of this? No opinion. What do you think of this? Just yeah. environment. Dave has no opinion. <laughs> <laughs> no, but seriously. That's, that's what you're saying. Yeah. Nothing else. And you know be, what? It's like, dude, it's so it. true. It's <laughs> so true. Fuck the Greens was respectable before that happened. Yeah. They really were. And they made huge inroads into uh, politics. I do hear all the time, though, from people that set up the Greens party, that they say, we really wish that we didn't do it now. Yeah. They're always saying that what we wish that we did instead was just educate the Labor Party more about environmental matters. That would have been it helpful. Been because so I generally think they've made climate change worse. Unintentionally. They have, yeah. It, it might have been, but like if but, but like they fucked it up. They've done they've done worse for climate change, in my opinion, than even um, the liberals have. The only the only entity well, that's irrefutable. The only entity that is worse than the Greens in this situation are the fossil fuel organizers because they're doing it knowingly. They know exactly what they're doing. They're taking an entire population hostage that is really afraid of, you know, all uh, the other polit- political reforms. And they're like, yeah, look at them. They're doing all of that stuff. So you want to stay in this side. You know, climate change is also part of it. And they're not wrong because the other side is doing all of that. How much? I suppose there's a kind of Greta Thunberg. That's her only shtick, isn't it? She, and again, because she's autistic. That's all she gives a fuck about, right? But, but the other thing about Greta Thunberg, which is... The other th- so this is the other aspect which might alienate you a little bit. You what we need to also do is make those climate change objectives because we're talking serious like this is what we genuinely want to do. These aren't like ambitions. So you want to make it uh, achievable. Like Greta Thunberg is great and everything, but she's a kid that says by 2030 we need to be completely carbon neutral. No, 
even if you do it today, you won't be able to do it by 2030, right? So that's an unreasonable demand, not because of political will, but because of just the time frame is too lacking over here. So w what we need to do is like stop saying that Greta Thunberg has the answers because she doesn't. Mm -hmm. She's a kid, and she she has aspirations. No, but in terms of the the advocacy around her, you know what I'm saying? Like, who's another example of like an advocate that gets these days? Like AOC. AOC. But like as soon as you think of AOC, you're just like. Ugh. But she's doing I the exact same I, thing. I, I, I want to raise the sea level so New York gets under and you drown. Uh, look, I really like AOC, and I even do you? I, I do, and I really, but like now yeah, I'm, I'm coming to the realization that even she's part of the problem. Oh, she's because massive. even I'm she's part of the huge. problem. Like it's the difference between someone that's an ideologue and someone that's pragmatic. So what you need to do is actually give uh, recommendations that the conservative or even the coal lobby might consider. Well, that's what uh, uh, superpower is all about. That's what Roshkano. <laughs> yeah, Jonah it? Hill. The hidden message. <laughs> <laughs> the deeper message. <laughs> the gold flexion. The you vodka. thought it was about nerds getting pussy. Well, <laughs> it is. But it's also deeper than that. It's also about getting ass. <laughs> <laughs> and by ass, I mean, I mean saving the company's lobbies. <laughs> <laughs> Super bad. Go on. Superpower, like make it palatable for business. Well... All of his recommendations, he came up with 43 recommendations. It was so useful. It's so much better than just getting on the streets and going, nah, fucking climate change. Do you know anything about climate change? Yeah, it's bad. Fuck off. <laughs> uh, Let's get wasted. Ugh. See, this is the other thing as well. Like, it's just the worst people in society are usually the ones that are most vocal about climate change. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, Ross Garneau, he was looking at the coalition's promises in the last election and was saying, look, here's 43 recommendations that are in line with your policy promises and in line with your current promises that you can implement today that will start moving Australia into a carbon-neutral future. Stuff like that. And he actually is becoming very, very one-note. He used to be a bit of an academic that he'd just go throughout everything and just, you know, like the rise of China... The mining boom and all that kind of stuff. But, yeah, for the last five years or whatever, he's just been hyper-focused on climate change. I don't know. Obviously, it hasn't been adopted at all. But I think that's what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah it is. No, that is, that is what I'm talking about. The only difference is there's so far and few. Like, if you look at the political landscape, because just, just know that the political power will or the political support for this is going to come from the masses, not from people that read superpower. So he, he is a rational voice, but he is being drowned by the entire climate change rhetoric everywhere is extremely partisan. You're either on this side or you're on that side. No one's really reading that guy. Mm. And it's yeah, no one's so reading that. So, so we need to like me make... And well, I don't That's know. It. I'm how thinking about it. How do you bring it? There well, you start off with way. like... You can't just complain about the Minerals Council funding Fox and the Koch brothers. Like That's not going to help either. You have to think of some genius, practical way... And it's something simple, like it'd literally be something simple, like. And I'm that telling you, the, thing of, the only it? way you can do it, Biden, Biden did a little bit of that. Um, yeah. But, but America's so fucking divided that I don't even know if it will work. But you need to tie climate change to national security. The reason mm. why you want to fix climate change True. is because you don't want a flood of refugees yeah. coming to your door. And that is going to happen. Do you want to preserve your culture? Preserve your environment. Damn, you Do you want to keep your borders safe? Preserve the environment. That's the way to pitch it. 
Dude, that's genius. I was going to say, just go, just don't look. Just don't look. But that's way better. Because, man, it's already happening. Like, I w- while I was, like, reading some of that stuff, like, I'm looking <laughs> at examples. Look at uh, fucking um, uh, Bangladesh. Fi- uh, 150 million people. The most densely populated area in it's the world. It is projected the entire... M- about 80% of the country will be in underwater 50 years. The peripheries of Bangladesh are already in underwater. So you've got Fuck. a flood of refugees. You want to hear something? Fuck. A flood of refugees from the periphery of Bangladesh, the areas that are now going under the ocean. The refugees are moving more towards inland. And the inland occupants are saying, get these foreigners out of here. Already today in 2021, this is Whoa. happening in the same country. Now imagine this. Holy you've sh- got Bangladesh, which is 150 million people that's going down. Then you've got Pakistan, the one of the deserts which was uh, habitable mm-hmm. because of climate change the droughts are increasing so much that most of the children are just dying because of malnutrition because the the soil just cannot Jesus support that kind Christ. of crops anymore it was already a tough life and now because of climate change the you know the the, the yeah, winters no, and all that the longer, the so now they're moving more towards inland city they have no housing they're like creating huge refugee issues these this is yeah. still within the countries you give this a little bit more time. 20, 30 years, they're going to go beyond the territories of their borders because where are they going to go? Wherever they can get their hands on. You bet your ass that there's going to be a flood of fucking boat people coming to us. And you know, boat, because not because they're on the ocean, but because the, their countries are now under the ocean. So they can only live on boats. What, this, in order to avoid this, in order to avoid Waterworld. this tsunami of... Uh, foreign occupants, we need to do something about climate change. Right well, now. you know what? This is the thing run. that we've I'd been using a lot for... Well, yeah, I'd vote for Ali. Yeah. Um, immigration stance. But otherwise, <laughs> I'd vote. But like, that's what I'm Dude, saying. Yeah, I'm it's trying to that. stop 200 million refugees <laughs> coming. You're like, I don't know, not enough. Yeah. <laughs> what, about the, what about the fucking 20 thousand that come every year? Eh? <laughs> no, but your whole point is it's, but it's not. It's, our, just yeah. about, it's just about. Our issue Bangladesh. isn't even going to be Bangladesh. Ours is going to be fucking Indonesia. Yeah. Indonesia, small islands that yeah, are already. Look, parts of Indonesia are already living in water because of like the previous changes to the climate. There, there's a there, there's two hundred and whatever, two hundred and twenty million people, whatever the amount of people are in Shit. Indonesia. The entire country is based Dude, on like really low lands. Run. Where do you think they're going? They're coming to us, baby. They're, they've got nowhere else to go. Shit. What are you gonna? Japan's gonna take them? They'll fucking start shooting at them with their non-existent guns. And then there's gonna be Greens that are gonna say like, "Yeah, we need to support refugees because there's no." And we would have to at that point. Like, what are you gonna do? Let them all drown? We need to fix this now. Or re-elect Skomo to let them all drown. <laughs> or let them all. Well. Well, you know what, actually? I think that that is something that we've been You've exploiting very successfully with the Good Common job. Sense Brigade, which is just turning their logic know. on themselves. And I think that that is a really good pitch. Shove climate change. Yes. This, is a, refugees. this is a really yeah. common, yeah. Sense, uh, common sense point. This is a common yeah. sense brigade point. Like yeah. I'm, I'm almost embarrassed I haven't made this connection because it's com- it, it, it is common sense. Like, it's... You've just nailed it. You've nailed it. Got to be security, dude. There's nothing else. And you know what else as well? It makes a lot of sense because, like, the... Yeah. hate these terms, but the conservative and liberal brain. Like, the liberal brain uh, is motivated by... I can't even remember what they're motivated by. But I do remember that the conservative brain, usually, it's just the fear sector of their brain is bigger 
than it is in a liberal and there's something else in the liberal's brain is bigger maybe i can't like remember empathy or something ambiguity i think or maybe ambiguity ambiguity well, the other problem with climate change is that, you and know, it's the frog issue. You know how when they say, like, if you yeah, put yeah, a yeah, frog... Yeah. It's that thing, what right? Is it? If you put a frog in a hot in hot water, it's going to jump out. But if you put a frog in normal uh, water and then you slowly heat it, it's going to die inside. Jesus. That's what climate But even change when it happens, is. humans are dumber than that. Like in the bushfires, everyone was like, can't believe you dropped the bull, ScoMo. Well, it's not on fire anymore, so I suppose Fuck. it's fine. <laughs> Dude, look, I, I'd vote for you. You got my vote. I'm just surprised... And and very worried and scared that this hasn't already caught on. Surely it's not just you and the common sense bread and the whole world. No, everyone knows it, but like it's it's the it's the whole thing of you come with you bring you you bring it with packages. You don't you, you don't isolate it because we're not trained to isolate <laughs> things. But let's start isolating things. Yeah, like I think saying. I think isolation like is important. Let, let's start one. fucking, you know. Let's start isolating things and start thinking of specifically that situation and then working towards how to yeah how to how to solve that because uh let, let's be honest we're just fucked aren't we well we're, we're well parts of us are really fucked yeah. like there are there are areas that are like now you there's you can't do anything about those areas. Like yeah, there's areas that you can't do anything Pacific about. Pacific islands, places like uh, Maldives, they're they're fucked. Like the, these are the places. Let alone two degrees centigrade change, one point five would be too difficult for them to handle. They're too low, Jesus. and so they're gone. Like straight up today, they will be gone. Then in places like Bangladesh, where the entire country is not going to go, the storm cycles are insane. They're getting like you know. Okay, so I was reading this. Uh, it's really that bad right now. In uh, border areas of Indian Pakistan in this desert Goltar Parker. The 30-year 30, 30 drought is now every two-year drought now, which means it's unsustainable. Two like years. That area is now the Gobi Desert. Get out of there. There's, you can't do anything about it. Wait a second. And that yeah. part is gone. Wait, it was a 30-year drought, you're saying? Well, uh, what I'm saying is like, so in... The cycle the, used the to be every 30 The cycle used to be like every 30 years, you'll get a drought two. like that. And now it's every two. And every as we go, it's becoming every... Every year what? now, there is the some sort of a drought. minute drought. That's fucking crazy. The, what climate change is fucking doing... Again, it's like the... Dude, even... It's dude. just... It's, it's pulling the edges, right? So the winter is becoming more yes, intense. Everything's yeah. Everything is just becoming more, more extreme, extreme, which is really fucking up because I was reading, again, the Third Parker Desert case study, and it's it's so... It makes sense, but, like, it's so dependent on the climate, right? Like, the, the land was able to produce the bare minimum crops for these populations to survive was because it was getting just enough water. It was just getting just enough heat. Now the cycle's, like... The, the cold and the heat are too extreme so that um, uh, the fertility of the soil is slowly decreasing coupled with just the harsh, uh, like the actual heat that you face. You know what's strange? It's dead. That part is now uninhabitable. But you know what else is though? Like, I think this does, I, I didn't realize this, but dude, you can change microclimates and by changing microclimates, you can change climates of like entire regions. What our fish tank? Huh? <laughs> A fish tank. Well, you know, like, yeah, pretty much. That is actually a really good example. Damn. Fry strikes again. <laughs> that is a really good example. Okay, go on. If you remember before, and I swear it's not just the vibe of it, but the thing is that just the fact that there are plants in this room are changing the climate. Yeah. Just the fact that there's plants in here. True. Oh, yeah. 
the fact that there's water in here is obviously also changing the climate. Um, but yeah, like uh, in terms of like bush regeneration and things like that, it's like what China is really uh, they're at the forefront of now at the moment, which is like, dude, they do not see how sick is this. China does not see climate change as a problem. It's just like, it is in the word crisis, same symbol for opportunity. <laughs> but that is it. That they, dude, they see climate change as a huge opportunity, a massive money-making opportunity. And but what exactly are they going to... Like, they, they're spending... If you go to China now, apparently, uh, you will notice that there is just constant construction everywhere. Everything kind of just has like a 10-year cycle and then it just gets rebuilt again. And, and there's just ferns on those buildings. Yeah. That's not exactly like... That's something. No, but they're also, by a mile, the biggest producer of solar energy. Oh, okay. Uh, they're okay. also, by a mile, the biggest uh, producer of wind. Right, they're also... Right, right. And this is incredible. I didn't know that. It's like an industry there now of them just regenerating nature. In really? China, they, there is huge environmental investment in China. Wow! And so, like, you go to the cities and things like that, and it's just it, everything's just turning into Zetland now. It's just like intertwined with trees and things mm. like that, and like actual buildings and things like that. Uh, really? Like in the just like the town planning and stuff. Right. That's all there. But on top of that, they're also doing that to areas that are just nature reserves. They are actually regenerating the natural area because they realize that. It is obviously extremely linked to their economic progress, yeah. right? And as soon as, like, uh, I, th it's just always going to be much slower than having it just kind of, like, chain and command with the government doing it. But eventually, it will get to the point where there will be people in the free market that will just realise, fuck, there's all of these farmers that can't farm anymore. Uh, there is methods to make the f soil fertile again. I will make a business out of doing that, you know? That's, That's an example of that, I suppose. That's and, strange. like, you know, for instance, how great is this? Anthony Albanese, instead of Scott Morrison's answer to uh, COVID, which was to just sneak work choices in when no one was looking... I didn't know that was a very... I personally disapprove, ScoMo. I know you're listening. <laughs> <laughs> very and we see... This episode that our patron goes down by one. <laughs> <laughs> no. They're on to me. This is my Watergate. <laughs> You'll be two because Gladys is going to leave two with Skoma. She's not going <laughs> to stay by herself. Um, yeah, his, his alternative, and this is the thing that everyone's saying, he's never articulating a vision. Yes, he is. It's just no one listens to it. He's got his YouTube channel. You can watch it. It's just fucking pretty much me and his staff that watch it. But Yeah. Um, Wait, who? Scott Albert. Morrison? No, no, sorry, Albo. Albo has a YouTube channel. But one of the things that he was announcing in his economic recovery program for COVID, how awesome is this? The biggest bush regeneration program in Australian history. Sick. And he was just tying it in, saying that if we regenerate the land that was burnt in the bushfires, and then some, first off, it's going to make the farmland more arable. It'll create 
heaps and heaps of jobs in regional areas, which will just boost the economy. So he's essentially yeah. just using that as a stimulus package to build regional areas. And get cunts. Because that's, like, a, big uh, that's wait, a big problem. Aren't the trees going to grow by themselves? Isn't like bush fire? No, Christ, no. Not really? No, no, dude. I mean, a lot of like a, a lot of it was too intense. The fire was too intense, and so some trees will. But now, because of climate change, now it burns so fucking bright that like even the trees in Australia that are designed to regenerate from fire, even some of them are burnt to a crisp. So you actually have to reseed those areas. Well, I, I'm saying like we should even be cautious about that. Like, I I'm not I'm not disagreeing with it. Again, like man, I, I'm I'm on that train, right? Like. The idea that you uh, you you use climate change as an opportunity to like uh, develop regional areas, I like the idea. But I'm saying that that's again that might be the trap that we were falling into. Like what I'm saying is like okay, if you say let's no, no, say but what I'm saying is like this is one area where I do think that the free market might actually yeah. pay off. Right, see, you know, and it, it'll it'll happen too slowly. And like in China, it is happening in in itself. But the the things that you're worried about, Ali in terms of uh, deserts just becoming desertified. Obviously, like, you can't do anything well, about like sea Australia, level rises instance, and things. just, like, refugee crisis that it will create, water crisis that it will it's, it creates in case our desalination isn't able to cater for it. But, yeah, but, but, but like, in terms of areas that are uninhabitable, you, create you, can, you can reverse the expansion of the deserts. You can shrink deserts. But that is know, possible. Do you know what the beast that climate it. change is? So... I, I agree with you. you. You probably can, right? I don't know much about it, but like I, I, I think you'd you'd probably be right about it. But the problem, man, is how that much did that spend? Sorry, do you do you, have you read Dune? No, I haven't. You, you have to do it, or at least watch the movie when it comes yeah. out. Nah. nah, Ali, you have to watch the eighties one. Everyone else gets <laughs> to watch the new one. You have to watch. Sting. Wait, is that Arnold Schwarzenegger? No, Sting's in it. No, Sting. Sting, sting is Paul. Sting whatever. is in everything. Sting's in it. There's a little Sting in everything. Uh, I never read it. I just carried it around for five years and was like, didn't ah, get there one day. There's just this epic speech in it. No, there's this epic moment because it's on a desert planet and there's like a native population there that are just trying to preserve as much water and they know down to the milliliter how much water they need to turn it into a garden planet, right? So they've just been storing water for, I don't know, millennia, right? That's the premise of it. And it also has this spice that the entire aristocracy of the universe is addicted to. And so it's just this constant control point for all of these factions within the universe, right? It's actually a really, really good book. It's, it's incredibly, it's just really smart and well done and engaging. But there's this one point where they just talk, like one of the uh, greatest fucking ecologists of the planet is just out in the desert because they just put him out there in punishment. And while he's like dying, it's just like he hears his dad just being like, deserts can be re-greened. All you have to do is get in moisture. And she's been like, why am I hearing all of this? And then he just dies in the desert. But dude, how much is that speech just what happened then? It's just <laughs> that, that faint voice in the back being like, did you know that deserts can go inwards and outwards? Yeah, you certainly <laughs> Sting, is that you? <laughs> no. Yeah, it's my dad. All right, we look. We're out of time, so look, we'll we'll fall fix world really, issues another day. Next was, week, actually, no, we'll I think fix you it. solved it. I think you just have to start the fucking yeah, this party. Is not solved. This is like no, you solved it. You me coming to terms with the fact that I have been wrong about this all my yeah, life. Yeah, but you've also solved it. Just start the party, or you're a phony. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but you look. I was start if it. I was in if I was in <laughs> Pakistan, like, dude, I'll if there's one 
reason that you should be supporting Khan. It's because of that. Well, there's, uh, but you know, this, this is what I was. But you know what else as well? You know why Imran Khan is probably getting supported by the military? It's because militaries understand exactly your point across the globe. But do, do you want to hear something even more depressing? And I'll tell you what, that desert that I'm talking about, the Tarparker Desert, it also, the same uh, area, also is uh, one of the biggest deposits for coal in the region. There, it's also it's being coal is being extracted at a rate that is much higher here's another fucked up bit you know all these people that are dying in droughts in the desert it's true that there's climate change but most of the water is going to the coal refinery so you are literally creating carbon well that's just the story of the world but but Mm. this but this story particularly this world is it's sad because look look you have india and pakistan bangladesh right it probably has about um 10 billion people? Yeah, like not 10 billion people. Jesus. But like around uh, 10, well, 10 I bet you the census is probably shit. It probably is 10 billion. 10% ah. of the world population, right? God. They are also at the cusp of industrialization, both countries. The and only way forward that there. they have is through coal power generation. Because that's, that's how everyone else did it, right? But they see that they see themselves as that. They're also happy. As if Imran Khan sees it like that. He hasn't. He didn't stop any coal power plants. What he's done is he's generating more trees. But he also recognizes that we need energy. Look, when you have a country that has like regular ten-hour blackouts in twenty-four hours, and you try to convince a guy that you know what, just wait for the technology. It's coming. <laughs> it's hard. Yeah. And and the problem but is the that finance minister was saying that solar and wind is getting built at a much faster rate. Well, yeah, because the what you were talking about, free trade and market forces driving it to there. But like that is not out of goodwill. That's just no, it's not out of yeah, goodwill, yeah, yeah. but it's just that's the story of the world, though, right? But that's the story, but not in this part of the region. The most vulnerable part of the region is most likely to create the most amount of carbon emissions. Mm. That's the tragedy. That yes, like yes. the most vulnerable area needs yeah. carbon emissions the most. So what we need to do so is fucking themselves. What we need, say. yeah, well, well, they're fucking themselves well, up, good. and they most likely will fuck themselves up. But what we need to do oh, is, good. in no. order for them not to take the whole world down. When I say this, Pakistan, look, is a smaller player. I'm talking about India, essentially. In order for them not to take the world down, the first world needs to be carbon neutral really quickly. It's not because of yeah. their benefit. It's because of our benefit. Yeah. Because we know that they won't be able to do it. And, you know, let's be real. Like, they have more of a reason to burn coal than we do. Yeah. We are in a better position to switch to, uh, uh, um, like, uh, renewables yeah. than they are. So in order to protect us... We need to be carbon neutral because it seems like they won't. Well, I'm man, I'm much more optimistic about. I'm actually a lot more optimistic about climate change than you are, Ali. I really am. Like, it's just the the amount of uh, wind and solar that is being put online now. It's just like it's dwarfing coal that's getting produced globally. Like the, the new increase in coal is like decreasing rapidly year on year and wind and solar is just exploding and it's getting like it's halving in price every five years. Now, in two years, it'll halve in price again and it'll just keep going faster and faster and faster. Shit. Uh, the, the energy sector thing I'm not even worried about anymore. I think that that battle is solved and even in Australia. Like if the Australian government does nothing, which it doesn't, on renewables it'll still be 50 percent renewable by 2030 and that's if they do nothing and that's current trajectories 
which means that in five years' time, it'll be even higher than that. It'll probably be like 75% or something. Well, as they say, inshallah. What does that mean again? Oh, so that means God willing. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> it's like one of those Muslim terms, like when you get that somber note and you're like, well, I fucking hope you're right, you go, inshallah. Hey, what about Bangladesh? Are they Muslim? Yeah. Oh, okay. Inshallah, they will drown. <laughs> I thought that was like Allah was punishing them. <laughs> I shouldn't laugh like Maybe that. Maybe he's punishing them for not worshipping as much as Pakistan, though. <laughs> I thought Bangladeshis were Hindu, They're, they're trying their best, dude. <laughs> They, they might not do five times a day, but they're still doing four and they're still getting flooded. So I have a feeling that uh, Allah has very little to do with this situation. They're not Hindu? Uh, no, no, they're Muslim. All right, um, we're out of time. I guess we uh, covered a lot. We covered a lot, but the most important pressing question is, will you make a song about the East End? Tomorrow. Two stings fields of gold. With an acoustic Miss Love guitar. will produce the song uh, and he will play for it. Play hey, it for the us. irony is, if there's global warming, will we get fields of parsley? <laughs> Probably still because it's <laughs> like wetlands. So. Well, you know what? Just as a side note, I was listening to a journalist that was studying climate change for like the last 15 years and just going Sting. through a lot of... St- I bet you it was Sting's son. <laughs> One of his many illegitimate sons. <laughs> Stinger. He never really cheated on his wife. He just, damn, Stinger. Stingray. <laughs> and not the character from Neighbours. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, let's be honest, that is his son. <laughs> it was a cr- the, the, night, the late night, it was a crazy time. I was in Sydney, Brisbane. <laughs> uh, anyway, so what did Sting's son, Found Stingray, say? Ramsey Street. Uh... <laughs> Ramsey Street's a state of mind. It is a state of mind. Nothing controversial about that. Yeah, but you, you know what? Like, it just really weirded me out because he was just like, because he obviously has like a really a post-apocalyptic view of climate change. And then he was asked, what do you think your life is going to be like? Or your kid's life? And he was like, pretty much exactly the same as mine. And the reason that he was saying that is just like, dude, if you're in a developed country... Don't worry about that shit. Well, anyway. well unless it's the that is true. That is true. And that's why I love immigration. <laughs> <laughs> Takia! <Tuck here. laughs>